0: I would say two reasons I had a success was, number one, I have a really good positive attitude. When the boss says, come here and work seven days a week, I just smiled and said, no problem. And uh, I'm very organized, so I'm very reliable. And I think most of our bosses love that. They could really count on me to come through and get it done. And, uh, And I also have developed a need not to know everything. So I learned to just hire great people around me. So while I had 40,000 and 5,000 managers, I only had about six to eight people reporting to me, and I had great people. That's the key. Hire great people, train them, test them, and enforce your training and have a culture where everybody matters, and life gets real easy. And uh, if you hire bad people, your life is going to be a disaster. And so that's that's the best thing I did. I'm very careful about who I brought into the organization, and, and I was very clear about what I expected from them and their responsibilities and their authority levels. And once you do that, you get a pretty good team going, and I think we built good trust. They trusted me, and I trusted them, and uh, that's kind of a simple formula for, I think, uh, any relationship. That humility paid off because it builds trust, and that's what I tried to focus on is building the trust because if you don't build the trust, you can't get anything done. That's hard for a lot of people and executives today. They're not taking the time to do that. They think it's all about technical expertise and uh, product and, um, technology. And in fact, the end of the day, it's about the people. You don't get the people going the right direction and make, feeling them inspired and making sure they wake up in the morning, and want to come to work versus have to come. You get in a tough situation. And I, I learned that. And, uh, I really learned to let it go and to uh, and to really uh, kind of be. I didn't see myself as a boss. I, long ago, I started thinking of myself as a teacher. I figured if I teach people things, they'll do a great job. If I boss them around, they might do a good job when I'm standing there, but not all the time. And I, that's the difference for me. We need more teachers and less bosses. And uh, I think any company, any organization, any family, you know, will be better off. And it's helped my marriage, too. You know, I had to think about how to use my time every day to do three things. I, I really focused on three things, making sure we were hiring and promoting the right people. We had great systems for that. I was very involved in that, making sure we were training people, testing them and then enforcing the training. And the third thing was being a good role model that I set. that I focused on the culture every day. I, want, I was trying to create a culture in that maintain a culture where 40,000 people wake up in the morning want to come to work because they're appreciated and they're included and listened to and involved and their opinion counts. They know they have opportunity to move up and they're going to get trained and they're going to get developed. That's the kind of things that gets people uh, wanting to do their job. And another thing I always thought about, I want to make sure that everybody in our organization, all 40,000 of them, they know they matter. They matter and they know it. And we learn to give appreciation, recognition, encouragement, we everybody's important. We're we're interested in everybody's career. We want everybody to move up as far as they're able to, and then that's what becomes the culture: is uh, integrity, honesty, uh, telling people the truth, having those tough conversations with people when they're not performing, and even letting people leave the organization if they're not willing to kind of get into the culture and be a team player and be sure. somebody that's there for the customer and not for themselves and. It's complicated, as you know, and it takes a lot of work, and you got to stay consistent, and you got to be clear with people about what this culture is. This culture is a culture where we work together. We don't stab each other in the back, and if you do it, you're not going to be here, and we don't want any lone rangers around here. This is a team effort, and Disney's so complicated. If you don't work as a team, you get nothing done. I mean, I don't even think anybody can explain how it works. It's so complicated. uh, Yeah. And so that's how I think about culture. And same at home. You know, the culture at home is, you know, is it calm and quiet and safe? And uh, you don't say inappropriate things in front of your children. And you don't say inappropriate things on the phone and then talk about those people when you hang up because your kids are listening. And you build a culture of safety and uh, build their self-confidence and self-esteem and belief in yourself. Those are the kind of things that really matter. And I didn't have all that when I was growing up. And I can see the difference between me and my son. I mean, he is, this kid is as confident as he can be. And he grew up in a family where he didn't hear all that nonsense of stuff about racism and discrimination. And every day, if you focus on the people, your people are your brand. No question.
1: In your business,
0: your people are your brand. No, Anybody can do what you do. And but if you got the right people, you'll just do it so much better. And uh, that's how I think about anybody can open an amusement park, theme park, a hotel. The only difference in a hotel are the people. That's it. The beds and the pillows are pretty much the same. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think too many companies, they got a job opening. They go out there and they quickly hire somebody that's got a good resume and technical skills, but they don't get into the deep details of how that person's motivated. Are they going to be at work on time? Are they going to be, have high energy? Are they going to have stamina? Can they take the pressure? And I at Disney, we take our time. We hire very slow. And uh, in fact, if we make a mistake, we deal with it and we fire them very quickly because we don't feel like we're firing them. We feel like they're firing themselves because we're 100 percent clear about our expectations for performance. And uh, so it's not my fault if you don't perform. <laughs> it's your fault or if you don't come to work on time or you don't. So we don't have as much misery over that because we're so clear with people, and we train people really, really well. So they don't have an excuse unless it's just their attitude or they don't care. So, and it's not fair to other people to keep people in the organization that are not pulling their weight. And it, we got a brand to protect, like you do. We got a brand to protect, and we can't have some crazy person out there being rude or not doing their job or looking sloppy or not combing their hair. I mean that's our brand. Our people are our brand. And so that's why selection, I think, is the number one thing people have to worry about in their business. Be careful who you bring in. And then training a second. Then be a good role model for creating that culture. And if you can get those three things halfway right, you're going to be better than everybody else. Well, Jody and I have a time management course coming out shortly online that people can take. But I can tell you the way I think about it. I have a good planner in my pocket. And I have an iPhone. uh, Yeah. Samsung Galaxy 7 phone and those are two tools I need both of them so if you've read the book you know that I really push for a paper planner because I technology while it's the answer to most things it's not the answer to everything and I would say every day you get up and you open that planner up you got to decide what you're going to put in it today and the first thing you think about is yesterday what you didn't do so well reflect on yesterday so the next time you come up with that situation you do it better Maybe a client you need to call back, a, some, a manager you need to sit down with again because you got busy and on the way home you re- realized you hadn't done as good as you should have. And then think about the responsibilities you have in your position, your family, your wife, your spouse, your children. Think about each one of them. Your Your aging parents, is that all set up? Do you have the wills in place? Your health, do you schedule your workouts and exercise? Because I guarantee you, if you don't get that one right, it'll be the biggest regret you have when you lose your health, when you could have done something about it. Your Mm -hmm. retirement, your own development, going to classes, taking courses, getting on the Internet and learning more, becoming an expert in something. There's a whole long list of responsibilities we have, including relationships, staying in touch with customers. And you've got to figure out, first of all, who those are. And Jody and I were doing the time management seminar. The first section is going to be. Let's don't get into this system until we sit and all think about what we're supposed to be doing, number one. Number two is what can we quit doing that doesn't even have any value, including people hanging out with people that are not positive and they're not good for you and, and, uh, and they waste your time. And um, think about what you, where you spend your time, where you don't spend it, where you should spend it, and try to figure out why you're not spending it there. And a lot of the reason you're not spending it there is because you're putting off the hard things. And I guarantee you, I tell everybody listening, think about one or two hard things in your life you've been putting off. And next week, go fix it. Go have that hard conversation. Go make that tough decision. Go do whatever you got to start exercising. Yeah, well, everything's hard before it's easy. And if you get started, it gets easy. And that's how I think about time management. And I go through my day and I'm checking them off. I I plan that early in the morning. By the end of the day, I hope I have 80% of them done. And if I don't, I'll put them over to tomorrow or Saturday or whenever. But uh, I know I'm better than everybody else because I at least I know what I didn't get done
1: because
0: I sit and think about it. Number All one right. thing that people need to be doing is thinking, sit and think about what am I doing today and where am I spending my time and what value do I get out of this? You spend money and time, you know, let me tell you, the time's much more valuable. You can get the money back. You can't get the time back. And I think you also said another uh, phrase that I loved in there that the average person, you know, a lot of people dealing with burnout and, you know, fatigue, and maybe that's mislabeled as just not pursuing their passions as I'm learning as I get a little bit older here in life. But you said the average person is not overworked. They're just underorganized. I believe that 150%. It's amazing if you sit and organize yourself every day and do things in the right order. And uh, it's just amazing. I think people can do 50% more than they're doing, but they're just. Spending too much time doing the wrong things. And why, and I think if people went deep and said, what value is this? I'm spending an hour on this or that or this or that. They, you can find so much time. It's unbelievable. And getting to the point with people, being clear, you know, and when we're clear with people and get to the point instead of leaving them wondering what happened, you save time. You got to be clear. It's like your kids, you know, you got to be clear with them. It's the, same, uh, it's the same at work. Without clarity, nothing happens. And you got to be clear in your own mind what you're doing, why you're doing it, when you're doing it. And you just think about it. Uh, and I think about it in my house. Who's responsible for the culture and the environment in your house, the parents or the children? The parents. Sure. And the parents often misbehave. The kids, and then they get affected. And then the next thing we know, they come to the workforce and we have to deal with them. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's right. Anybody can manage their time better I guarantee you if you want
1: to
0: I would say number one don't underestimate what you can do with your life don't underestimate the influence you have on other people don't underestimate that it's never too late to get better I don't care how old you are it's never too late to get healthier it's never too late to improve your marriage improve your relationships believe in yourself and believe that you can do these things that's the one thing I had to learn it's never too late And each one of us has a huge influence on other people every day. And don't underestimate that. And have a good conversation with yourself about some things you could improve on.
1: So there's still a lot of misconception, unfortunately, about fat. And it's not just the saturated versus unsaturated. Coconut oil is back. We understand that but it's about the importance of essential fats. Coconut oil is a medium-chain triglyceride. It doesn't represent an essential fatty acid. The omega-3s do, which we're getting perfectly enough of. Most of us in our diets these days, if you have some nuts, some walnuts, some very specialized flax seeds, maybe some chia seeds and so forth, but we're very deficient in the GLA, gamma-linoleic acid, and linoleic acid and which is very important in terms of the raw seeds. So we're bringing back omega-6s because fat is most definitely where it's at. If you take a look at this, the healthiest people in the world have a high-fat diet, and we're talking about the Mediterranean diet, for example, with their 40% fat intake, and those individuals have a much lower degree of heart disease. So whether your fat is coming from the monounsaturates, whether it's coming from the healthy saturates, It's very important that your diet contains the proper amount of fats because it is the precursor to so many tissue-like hormone benefits in your body. Again, it's the skin, the hair, the nails, the brain, the kidneys, the liver. And taking the right amount of fats gives you that satiety so that you're not hungry. And in this day and age of peak performance, you need satiety. You need long-term energy. And the importance of the cell membrane, again, cannot be overlooked, which is composed of about 50% of the saturated fat and another 50% of the omega-6 linoleic. So a combination of the two is really incredibly important for the brain to function properly and also to strengthen that cell membrane so that you're not allowing toxins in or even a number of virus and bacteria. When we talk about the good fats... We're talking about fats like your olive oil, your extra virgin olive oil, making sure that it's 100% extra virgin and not cut with canola or sunflower oil as so much is in this day and age. It has to have a little sting at the back of your throat when you're consuming that wonderful extra virgin olive oil. We're talking about medium-chain triglyceride oils, in which case a little bit of coconut oil or MCT oil. We're talking about flaxseed oil, which is a very high source of lignans, a very important hormone modulator for those women that may be going through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. We're also talking about the importance in this case of avocado oil and avocados, which are high in saturates, and avocado is one of those precursors of not just glutathione, which is a liver antioxidant and probably the most important detoxification antioxidant in the body. We're also talking about it as being a harbinger of the adiponectin, which is the satiety hormone. So I think all of that's with your either your soaked and sprouted seeds and nuts. I love pumpkin seeds for their zinc. I love sunflower seeds for their B2. I love the sesame seeds as well. All of that will give you the good omega-6s. And I specifically like walnuts, I like pecans, and I'm very fond, of course, of almonds that are organic because those are giving you some of your saturates with those good omega-6s that are going to comprise that cell membrane that is so vitally important in terms of letting toxins in and out of the cell wall itself. From the time your feet hit the
0: ground to the time you crawl in bed at night, these are the things that you need to be doing that some people just may not be as aware of out there or ignoring to really get to those higher levels of energy, feeling great each day, and that will lead us on to higher levels of of our maximum
1: potential. Well, I would say certainly the right kind of fats that can modify cortisol, and that's where the omega-3s really shine. And so that would be either a couple of tablespoons of chia seeds that you put in your smoothie or maybe a tablespoon of high lignin flaxseed oil. I really like those in terms of their omega-3 cortisol regulating properties. But even more importantly, Jared, what comes to mind, because you have a very uh, attuned and very uh, high-performance-oriented listening audience, I would say that anything that really supports the adrenals from the get-go is very key My favorite nutrient, which is really under-recognized and ignored these days, is panathenic acid. I like the form of panathenic acid, which is known as pantothene. And pantothene, at 500 milligrams, two twice a day, so that you get at least 1,000 MGs, is an excellent source of cortisol-regulating nutrition, which will really support adrenals and their ability to handle stress so that you're coping with it better. You know, your body is under constant barrage, whether you're an athlete that's involved with peak performance, whether you're using your brain in terms of uh, production, producing uh, on a daily basis, or whether you're simply living in 21st century America, where you're barraged with electropollution that's really screwing up and burning up your adrenals, you need support. For insulin and cortisol, the best cortisol protection I know of because it's a modulator, and adaptogen, is this pantothene. And again, that's 2,000 milligrams scattered throughout the day. And one of the best ways, most gentle, non-invasive, but tremendously effective ways of detoxing is with the use of one to two cups of dandelion tea, Now, if you want to fat flush that dandelion root tea and put a tablespoon of MCT oil or butter, pasteurized butter or... Uh, coconut oil in there I mean be my guest but I like the dandelion root tea because I believe it's not only a liver loving beverage number one but number two it's very high in potassium which is a key mineral that is lost in the detoxification process on a daily basis and one which is highly deficient in the American diet it's why everybody's so tense and so tight particularly individuals that work out Bile, as I mentioned previously, is a very underrated but key method of eliminating toxins that is one of the key detox elimination methods of your liver. And so when it gets congested and filled up with um, hormones that are not excreted, with toxic waste, with heavy metals, with virus, with parasites, with unexcreted bodily materials, It can become so congested for a variety of reasons, or you're eating too many trans fats that you didn't even know were trans fats, that the toxins cannot easily move out of the system, which means that poisons can't be moved out, uh, hormones can't be moved out, and then you become toxic and it becomes reabsorbed through the system. So that means that in order for bile to function properly, it has to be decongested and it has to be thinned. The best way to do that is with lemon and water, and I truly think, Jared, that all of the benefits that are now being attributed to lemon and water may be due to the bile thinning properties of the lemon and water, and bile is exceedingly unrecognized, although it was maybe in the beginning of the 20th century by the early nutritional pioneers, but we now recognize bile as being very important also to help metabolize fat, You know, there's so many people that are eating a higher-fat diet, but if they're not producing quality bile or if they do not have a gallbladder, which is releasing bile on time, they may not be breaking down the fat properly, number one, and then they're losing all the benefits of the oil-soluble vitamins and fatty acids. So that means they're not getting the immune-boosting qualities of vitamin A, the cardiovascular protective qualities of vitamin E, the bone-protecting qualities of K2, or even the immune-boosting qualities of vitamin D, all of which are oil-soluble vitamins. So it's exceedingly important for overall health, for weight loss, for hormonal function, and for simply looking good and having perfect skin. So bile is important if, in fact, you're embracing a higher-fat diet, you need to look at the bile component because bile, if it's not fed with the proper nutrition, like the lecithin that I talked about, which is a native uh, constituent of the bile that you may have to add back to your diet and that sunflower lecithin at one tablespoon in your smoothie, or if you're not taking enough bile thinners and that's where your lemon and water come into play, that's where beet roots come into play, that's where certain nutrients like choline, inositol, and methionine come into play. You're not really supporting your system. So this is the other part of the fat equation. It's okay to eat fat and lose weight and eat fat and look beautiful and eat fat and gain an advantage in the competitive world of sports and athletic performance. But if you're not breaking down those fats, it's not doing you very much good. So clearing your body of parasites periodically is exceedingly important in this day and age because we're getting them through food, through water, through sushi, through our beloved animals, through our pets, and even through each other. So I would say that was the most, you know, jaw-dropping experience. I mean, it made an epic difference in my life, and I certainly hope it will in everybody else's.
0: If you want to connect directly with me, shoot my team an email at info at success101podcast.com, and rest assured, we do read every email that comes through So your questions will be answered. If you'd like to catch me in the world of social media, I can be found on Facebook and Instagram under the name at Success One Hundred One Podcast. So go check out those sites or on Twitter at Warren Jared. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the Success One Hundred One Podcast. Until then.